We strongly recommend the recognition of silver as a critical mineral. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. And in today's video, going to go through a letter that was written last week. This came from Jillian Lenartz, who is First Majestic Silver's director of ESG. And it was a letter that was signed by many of the silver mining executives and sent to the Canadian Minister of Energy and Natural Resources, who is Jonathan Wilkinson, and was laying out the reasons why silver should be recognized as a critical mineral for Canada. Certainly a lot of things they mention are some of the same concepts and things that we talk about here on the show. And I think it's really a great step forward. I know over the years, a lot of people that I've spoken with want to see the silver mining companies take a more active role. And this was a letter that was also signed by 19 other executives. So really a positive step here and thought we would take a read through this. I'll add a couple comments perhaps as we go along, but really interesting development. And so let us dig in as the letter begins. Dear Minister Wilkinson, as executive representatives from proudly Canadian silver mining companies and international silver miners that operate within Canada, we strongly recommend the recognition of silver as a critical mineral for Canada. Silver mining in Canada has a rich history dating back to the early 19th century, the discovery of silver deposits in places like Cobalt, Ontario, and the famous Kootenay region in British Columbia sparked a silver rush, attracting prospectors and miners in search of fortune. Cobalt Camp became one of the world's largest silver producers in the early 1900s. And over the decades, technological advancements and new discoveries in regions like the Yukon and Newfoundland further fueled the industry's growth. However, the latter half of the 20th century saw a decline in silver mining activities due to economic factors and declining ore grades. Recent years, there's been a resurgence in interest in exploration, driven by the increasing demand for silver in various industries, including electronics and renewable energy. Today, Canada remains a significant player in the global silver mining industry with ongoing commitments to sustainability and to sustainably and responsibly operate mines while tapping into our vast silver resources. In 2022, NRCAN estimates that nearly $300 million of silver was produced by Canada, mostly originating from Ontario, British Columbia, Quebec, and Manitoba. In part, due to the modern uses of silver, France has identified silver as a critical mineral in a 2021 assessment reporting their findings of silver as a mineral of medium criticality to the IEA. Canada's consideration of silver as a critical mineral would be in alignment with the Canada-France bilateral dialogue on critical minerals and would further position Canada to be a supplier of choice for critical silver with our strategic allies. Now, presenting the case for silver as a critical mineral, in December of 2023, NRCAN opened a public document a public commentary period for proposed updates to Canada's critical mineral list and methodology. According to that methodology, a critical mineral must satisfy one of the following three criteria. It's essential to Canada's economic or national security, is required for our national transition to a sustainable low carbon and digital economy, and contributes to Canada serving as a sustainable and strategic resource and strategic source of critical minerals for its international allies. In addition, the critical minerals must satisfy both of the following criteria. 
the mineral supply is threatened and the mineral has reasonable likelihood of being produced in Canada. While we believe that an effective argument can be made that silver meets all of the first three criteria, the most striking argument for silver as a critical mineral falls under the scope of criterion two and its requirement as an input to the clean energy transition. As such, this letter speaks primarily to silver's merits as an enabler of the low carbon and digital future. Obviously, as I mentioned, these are things that we've talked about before with the amount of metals being called for, for the new green movement. And uh, get back to the letter here because he or she goes through the reasons why. So criterion two required for a national transition to a sustainable low carbon and digital economy. Silver is identified as the best electrical conductor, the best metallic thermal conductor, and the best reflective material. These qualities make silver an essential and irreplaceable component for many industrial and technological applications. Notably, global organizations have recognized silver is an essential component in low carbon technologies. World Bank has identified silver as an essential component of photovoltaic, concentrated solar and nuclear energy systems, Obviously, we've heard and seen the rise in particular in the China solar photovoltaic numbers and have not seen any signs of that slowing down yet. So um, certainly, I think a lot of people are familiar with that. The OECD has identified silver as essential for fuel cells and photovoltaic cells. IEA notes that silver is essential to the most widely used type of photovoltaic cells. And IRENA has identified silver as a critical mineral for low carbon energy transition. All the above agencies are noted in the Canadian Critical Mineral Strategy as key multilateral organizations, given Canada's stated support of these forms to strengthen the linkage between critical minerals and the energy transition. We specifically note their opinions on silver as a critical mineral. Demand for silver in technologies has led to increasing industrial demand in recent years. And in 2023, global silver demand was estimated to be 1.167 million, uh, 1, 1 billion ounces, of which 576 million were industrial use. Fastest growing use is the photovoltaics, which demanded 161 million ounces in 2023. I think by the time the final number is in, it will be a little bit higher than 161 although at 161, that represents 14% of global silver demand. Solar energy. Silver is a critical component of both photovoltaic cells and concentrated solar power, which leverage silver's unrivaled conductivity and reflexivity, respectively. Its unmatched conductivity benefits PV cells with silver's utilization in electrodes for the most prevalent cell types. On average, generating one gigawatt of solar power capacity through PV requires 685,000 ounces of silver. So again, keep in mind that there are going to be changes to that based on what type of panels are made, but was nice to see at least one gauge. So when you're seeing gigawatts of solar power created, have a ballpark estimate at 685,000 ounces. And to continue on, the growing adoption of extensive solar power facilities is significantly boosting the demand for silver, trend that will persist as countries strive to fulfill their renewable energy commitments. And here you see the global PV demand for silver, which going back to 2018, under 100 million ounces, and the forecast showing 
over 200 million ounces for 2024, close to 200 million in 2023. And at least if 2024 goes anything like what 2023 did, would not rule out seeing a, a number above that 210-ish that they have there. Um, now, continuing on, nuclear energy. Silver is a common component of nuclear reactors incorporated into rod cluster control assemblies, which control the rate of nuclear fission with the core of a reactor. Control rods composed of an alloy that is 80% silver, 15% indium, and 5% cadmium is the preferred control rod composition for pressurized water reactors, the most common commercial nuclear reactor type. And in 2017, the pressurized water reactors accounted for 64% of operational reactors and 84% of those under construction. Canada joining dozens of other countries at COP28 to commit to tripling nuclear energy capacity by 2050. The demand for silver in nuclear applications is likely to increase as these commitments are met. Recent study by S&P estimates 56,000 ounces of silver are needed per gigawatt of nuclear energy added with current global capacity at 413 gigawatts. This added 826 gigawatts equates to an additional demand for more than 23 million ounces of silver. Electric vehicles. Silver's unsurpassed electrical conductivity positions it as a fundamental element in various electrical applications, including serving as a contact in every electrical switch. This unique quality extends its indispensability to electric vehicles. Within battery EVs, silver takes on a crucial role in electric contacts and connectors across the battery management system, motor controllers, and power electronics. Plug-in hybrid EVs, silver is not only utilized in these components, but also in powertrain elements like connectors, relays, and switches, ensuring a seamless transition between electric and combustion modes of power. Similarly, fuel cell EVs and hybrid EVs rely on silver for their electrical and battery components with specific usage variations based on individual designs. As fleets are increasingly moved toward electrification. Global demand for silver in the automotive industry expected to increase with Canada mandating all new vehicles sold to be zero emission vehicles by 2035, an increase from 20% in 2026. And this is going to cause the demand for silver to be felt domestically. And here on the right, you can see the growth in the auto demand for silver. And coming back to the letter, they mentioned criterion for the mineral supply is threatened. So our understanding that this criterion is the primary reason silver has been excluded as a critical mineral in the past. From information sessions and conversations with the Natural Resource, Resources Canada staff, we believe there is a sizable misconception of the above ground availability of silver in the marketplace. Researchers from around the globe have raised the alarm that silver is a potential bottleneck in the transition to the low carbon economy due to supply limitations, disruptions to supply chains, competition for other uses, and increased demand. The academic consensus is that silver merits attention as a critical mineral. Fortunately, the reputation of silver as a readily available, budget-friendly precious metal has led to misconceptions that have to date blocked policy alignment with this academic consensus. We're already witnessing the tightenings of silver supply. There was a 237 million ounce silver deficit in 2022, believed to be the largest on record. 
Importantly, the combined 2021 and 22 deficits more than offset the cumulative surpluses of the previous 11 years. And there was a 142 million ounce deficit projected for 2023, highlighting the ongoing disparity between mine production and silver demand. And similar to what I mentioned a little bit earlier, I think that we will see the Silver Institute numbers when the finals come in for 2023 be a bit higher than 142 million ounces, uh, with one of the reasons being that big import number in October into uh, 60 million ounces into India, which came out after the preliminary projections. So I would imagine we will see a bit of a higher number there than even the 142 suggested. Uh, given the increasing demand for silver in numerous high-tech and electrified applications and mine production not projected to meet the increased demand, the below-depicted market deficit will continue unless production opportunities are identified. And certainly that is not a movement that is getting underway with the price of silver around $23, which is challenging certainly for many of the primary silver miners. So here again, you can see the deficits and as well as the surpluses going back, but obviously uh, smaller surpluses and, and what we've seen in the last two years in particular um, has been reflected by what this letter also mentions about declining inventories in LBMA on the COMEX registered. And in the past year, more so out of the ETFs as LBMA and COMEX have stayed rather flat over the past year or so, but we have seen metal continue to come out of the ETFs, which certainly makes me wonder if that is what has been used to fund the deficit in this past year. So as mentioned, academic researchers have highlighted the severity of silver supply as a critical limitation to future low carbon scenarios. In 2016, Grandel found that of 14 key minerals and metals examined, Silver posed the most critical market limitation to the energy transition. 2019, Lopiano indicated that the pace of expansion of silver mining is a limiting factor to PV rates of deployment. And in 2023, Hallam indicated that by 2025, 85 to 98% of silver reserves will be needed for PV applications exclusively, not considering other demands for silver. And finally, a 2023 Energy Transitions Commission's report found that the consideration of both energy production and EV demands lead to a projected silver demand of 190% of the global silver reserves by 2050. So as you've probably heard many times before, the rate of silver production and silver reserves at the current time does not match up with what is being called for. Certainly the case with a variety of minerals, but... Um, Talking about silver here and beyond supply demand imbalances, the geopolitical sources of silver merit consideration. Carnegie Endowment for International Peace reviewed silver in its examination on the geopolitical stability of sources, materials essential to low carbon technologies with a focus on the USA's ability to secure silver. In light of the Canada-US Joint Action Plan on Critical Minerals Collaboration, this work is highly relevant. Key takeaways include an 8.5% silver deficit if countries without free trade agreements with the U.S. are excluded, and a 56.5% deficit if countries with fragile democracies are excluded. Ultimately, the authors identified seven minerals with a significant reserve risk in an energy transition 
cobalt, graphite, lithium, nickel, silver, tellurium, and tin, all but silver, are currently recognized on Canada's critical minerals list. One quick note here, how they mention, depending on how you break down the, the silver numbers along with whether it's countries that are going to be trading. And we did see from the USGS a doubling of Russia's silver reserves, although how much of that silver would be available to North America is another question. On the other hand, you could say that certainly to help meet Chinese demand might be more readily available, but certainly a factor that want to leave in the back of your mind in terms of some of the silver that's out there and where it's coming from. But criteria number five, the mineral has a reasonable likelihood of being produced in Canada. Canada produces silver as a byproduct of other mining activities, namely copper, zinc, nickel, lead, and gold primary mines. And in 2022, Canada was the 13th largest producer of silver in the world. And Canada is also the USA's second largest source of silver, providing 21% of the USA silver imports. However, silver production has declined over the past decade. Key reasons for the reduction in mine production include declining ore grades, which occur as silver-rich veins are mined out, leaving the less rich material for production to replenish reserves of viable mine resources. Additional exploration is needed to identify new ore bodies. This illustrates the need for concerted silver exploration and development to support Canada's ability to continue supplying critical silver to the world. Of course, the unfortunate part is that with a bear market, especially in the silver miners and the explorers and uh, developers, the ones that we're seeing are needed the most here, there's been a bear market that has done the exact opposite of supporting that movement forward. So it's not as if we're seeing these issues need additional silver supply and the world is out there searching for it. So here you can see Canadian silver production, which has gone down uh, almost 50% since 2012. And she closes, we thank you for the opportunity to comment on the proposed updates to Canada's critical minerals list and methodology. We trust that the information provided herein, as well as within detailed feedback that we are providing directly to Natural Resources Canada, demonstrates the importance of silver to our clean energy future and the increasing supply risks that the world faces. Look forward to consideration of silver as a critical mineral and welcome the opportunity to discuss our recommendation at your earliest convenience. And again, as I mentioned, that is from Jillian Lenartz, the director of ESG at First Majestic. And you can see here, signed by Keith Newmeyer, Michael DiRienzo of the Silver Institute, Andrew Pollard, who certainly we've had on the show here several times, BlackRock Silver, one of my favorites in the mining industry, Sean Kunkin of Dolly Varden, Dan Dixon, who is part of Endeavor, which is bringing their Terranera mine into production later this year, and also Phil Baker of Hecla Mining, Chris Ritchie of Silvercrest, uh, and also Galen McNamara of Suma Silver, really sharp guy out there in the silver world. So just wanted to pass that along. As I know, we can see this trend developing. We see what the governments are calling for in terms of the green movement, and you see a disconnect. Certainly, we talk about that plenty here and just encouraging to see that a 
variety of folks from the silver industry who are quite accomplished in what they have done, have taken the time to put this together and officially contact the Canadian government. And we'll look forward to seeing if there is a response. Hopefully there will be. And this is one of many positive movements forward in terms of having a reliable supply of silver to meet the things that we want to be doing in the world going forward. My guess is to get to that point, probably going to need a higher silver price, although we'll leave that aside for today. And I'll put the link to this in the description field below. So if you'd like to take a slower read through it at your own time, you can certainly do so. But just wanted to make sure you were aware of this. Hope you enjoyed that and we will see you again soon.